If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine, broadcasting here in Washington, D.C. Got a great episode for you coming up. But before we do, let's check in with our friends over at Shot Tracker to see what's new. You know, Adam, last time we were at the Shot Tracker facility, I was just blown away by all of the things that they were tracking. And it reminded me that of the things that I wasn't tracking. And it, it challenged me to go back and, and track more. And the more I spent time tracking, the more I went back to my players it really gave me this thought, like, analytics, you know, they're not everything, but they're important. But the more I could give my players numbers, the more they responded. And the more I realized they really did like hard facts and data. So anything that you can do to chart in your practice and, and to be able to give your players feedback, analytical feedback, I think it's just going to boast your argument or maybe even change your perspective. So think about what you're tracking. Make sure you're tracking things, looking for that edge. And if you want to go even deeper, check out our friends at Shot Tracker. Awesome, TJ. Today we're going to be talking about encouraging coaches and challenging them to paint bigger pictures. Let me explain. I've, this has been a topic that's been on my mind and on my heart for quite a while. Now, we use a term in Lead em Up quite frequently when we say, when the leader improves, everybody wins. When the leader improves, everybody wins. And when I'm talking to various players and working with various players, I'm constantly trying to get them to understand that when they improve as a leader, everybody does indeed win. Unfortunately, when I'm working with 14, 15, 16-year-old players, their mindset hasn't developed or hasn't matured to, to be able to see the bigger picture, to truly grasp that when I get better as a leader, the ramifications, or in this case, the multiplying effect of my development is going to be incredible. They, they aren't able to grasp that. But I believe when, when your players see that they have more to play for, the better they'll play. And when their players have and understand there's a multiplying effect of their leadership and impact, the greater they will lead, TJ. And I think it's, it's important for us as the coach, as the individual guiding and leading to make sure both in sport and in leadership as you're trying to build these players more than just athletes to get them to understand the bigger picture that surrounds the team, that surrounds our responsibilities, that, that, that surrounds us as individuals. Adam, give me some practical examples of that. Give, give, me, give me a couple things, you know, if you were to dummy that down. Give, give me an example of how it plays out. Yeah, here's a great example. We just finished up a training camp session in Maryland. It was a lead up program for four weeks with 25 select athletes that came through the program from six different schools uh, around Maryland. Shortly after the program, I was on Facebook. There was a, a mom who posted a photo of her son who was in the camp who organized this community football camp uh, for some f local kids in the neighborhood. So I think there was probably like 12 or 15 kids. It was during summer break. And the player, who's a, a upcoming junior, just finished his sophomore year, 
organized this camp, TJ. And in the picture, which clearly looked like a, a screenshot of a Snapchat of sorts, it was the player and four of his teammates that uh, the player had, in essence, dragged out four of his high school teammates uh, and said, hey, I need you to help participate and help me with this camp. And the mom went on and on and was just so thankful. He wrote this long post about how proud of her son she was. And and it gave me an example and it, it illustrated about when the leader improves, everybody wins. The multiplying effect. And it allowed me – so I ended up having a conversation with this player. And to kind of go to your point about an example, allowed me to have a conversation with this player and one, tell him how proud I was of what he did, right? Because it's really, really cool. But then also stopped him for a minute and said, do you realize how many people won from what you just did? And of course, he's like, no, not not really. Like he he hadn't really thought about it. He was just more focused on, I want to do something right now, right? I said, man, what you just did, can I break it down for you? And he said, sure. I said, well, you doing that, you obviously won. You grew as a leader. You, you built some experience, some confidence. You organized this thing. Uh, reputation-wise, you increased and grew. I said, you won from this. I said, not only that, your four teammates that you dragged out, they won from this. They got to experience what it felt like to be led. They got challenged. They got better because of it. Your mom posting this Facebook post, she won. She is so proud. She is elated. She went on and just went on and on and on about you. She won from what you just did. Oh, there was a tag in that post for your high school, for your high school now that you represent. They now look in a better light. They've had a better light shine on them because of what you've done. They know it's from the football team. Your coaching staff now is reflected in a favorable light because of what you did. I said, it could continue. Those kids that were in the camp, they won because of it. Who knows how many people saw the post and they felt inspired by it and wanted to go do something. I can just name eight, nine, ten just in our immediate circle that benefited, that won because of you taking the initiative to be a better leader. TJ, I think in that instance, right, I hope – during that conversation that I was able to get him to understand that there's a bigger picture. And I believe by painting that bigger picture, it's going to encourage him and push him to lead even better and stronger and more frequent than ever before. Because he's realizing, wow, when I do a simple act and grow as a leader, the, the multiplying effect is incredible. Who, who's responsible for painting that picture? I mean, I think, it's, I think it's the mentors. I think it's the coaches. I think it's a variety of people, but I, I don't think we can just leave it up to the player to hopefully he understands. And in this case, I ended up communicating that, but I would hope his head coach would, right? I think if, if the leadership development was front of mind in the program and something the coach was really kind of focused on, I would hope he's using these examples so players just don't think, oh, yeah, I just did something on a Thursday. It's no big deal. Like, didn't think anything of it. But, like, no, no, that's a big deal. Let me explain. So hopefully they do more of it and they realize when I am doing it, I'm doing the right thing and things are getting better. Yeah, you know, something you alluded to earlier was that I think is really important. I think so many times when we try and teach leadership to players, it's it's, it's leadership things that are just like, instant like we want them to communicate more right now we want them to whatever it is we want it to happen right now i think one of the things that we probably don't do enough time is spending time sharpening 
the axe. You know, we talk about if you were to chop down the cherry tree, you know, and you had 24 hours, what would you do? And, and you know, I'd, I'd sharpen are, it for Are cherry trees big, TJ? What's that? Are cherry trees big? I don't know. I think it was, what did Abe Lincoln cut down? Was it an <laughs> apple tree, a cherry tree? I don't know. I don't even know. But if you were to cut down I don't down know the history. Tree, <laughs> right, let's just say you were to cut down a great giant oak, right, and you had 24 hours. You sharpen the saw for 23, you know. And it, what, what people lose in that is, you know, I think people focus on chopping down the tree. And but what what happened was 23 hours of preparation to do that. And one of the things that I think we shortchange our leaders on, and, and it's harder to paint that vision for them, is because we focus so much on the action and so many times forget the preparation that goes into that. And we don't spend enough time just growing leaders. We talk about it a lot, but are we actually really growing leaders? I was really challenged by this because I was thinking about um, I wasn't thinking in terms of painting the vision bigger, but but now that we're talking about it, I am. What I was thinking more about was how do we spend more time just growing their their bucket? How do we just get them to know more about leadership, to learn more about leadership? Because um, those things, like you just pouring into those 24 players, they're learning more leadership led to an action. But oftentimes we demand those actions out of them. Go do this. Go do that. But a lot of times all we need to do is teach them. And when they know better, they'll do better. And I don't know if we spend enough time uh, on the preparation part that leads to those big moments like that. I, I agree. I absolutely fully support everything you just said. And, you know, I think as coaches, we, we need to be okay and recognize that everybody starts lifting with zero weights on the bar, TJ. We all do. Every single person has started lifting with zero weights on the bar, but slowly – over time, you've added more weight. You've added more weight. You've built some strength. You've built some confidence. You've gotten your reps in. And that's the same approach for leadership. You know, we've got to build these leaders and we've got to, I always believe, a slow ramp. Build it slowly. Give them a little bit at a time um, and, and get them kind of prepared and confident to do that, right? If you give them too much right away, they're going to say, it's too much for me. TJ, do you know Do you know how to cook a live frog? Um, no. You do it slowly, all right? And what happens is when you do it slowly, the heat ends up building over time. And, before, and at the time the frog realizes it's too hot, it's too late, right? But if you put a live frog on a hot stove... They jump off the moment they touch it. In the same way from a leadership standpoint, how do you build a leader? You do it slowly, right? You give them a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and then all of a sudden six months, nine months, a year down the road, they look back and say, wow, I'm a leader. Look what I've just done. Look, look at my teammates, how I've led them. Look at how they perceive me now, right? Like you've grown, but if you start trying to throw too much at them right away, they'll get intimidated and say, I'm not, I'm not prepared for this. I'm not equipped for this. I'm not confident enough for this. You've got to do it over time. You've got to slowly ramp it. And, and I think part of that process is, is getting them to see the bigger picture, right? To say, listen, when, even when you do this small task right here, like a little neighborhood football camp for 12 local kids look what happens right look what happens when you do that i think you can have a powerful response when you do it in that method yeah you know i i, I agree with you i think that uh i really like the the idea of of casting that vision there's a lot of times that one simple act players have no idea the ramifications of it and and if we can paint that picture for them it might get them more excited about doing it uh, and, and you know what it does, TJ? We, we talk about it on the show all the time, to that which gets praised gets repeated. Yeah. It actually takes that to another level. 
So it's like, I'm not just going to praise this behavior. Yes, I'm going to praise it, but I'm going to do so much more than just praise it. I'm going to tell an entire story and paint an entire picture around it to let them see truly what could have taken place by that action. Absolutely. This is a little bit off topic, but do you think we'll have any animal rights activists call in after you just talked about torturing a frog, slowly cooking them? One 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 degree at a time. But did it make sense? It made sense, but it sounded like torture. <laughs> Listen, hey, before we continue on, because I've got some more thoughts on this, painting bigger pictures. It didn't mean some, to sidetrack it. Yeah, Sorry. some more suggestions for coaches. Let's take a quick halftime talk with our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. Coaches, I'd love for you to ask your players this. If you put one of your players out in a five-on-five set and their only ability to impact the play was verbally, would they be able to have an impact on the game? If they were unable to use their hands and unable to use their feet but simply was able to communicate, that was their only tool to impact the game, would they have an impact on the practice? Would they have an impact on the game? It's a challenge that we can give to our players to see if they are thinking in a way of communication and if they are ready to be able to utilize the tool of communication to enhance things. I tell you, if you can master the ability to communicate and you combine that with your ability to play and ability to think the game, all of a sudden you've created a dynamic trio of skill sets. Challenge your players this week. If all they could do was communicate, would they still be able to impact the game? Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that's helping get everyone organized all season long from coaches, players, and parents. It's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. TJ, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued with the multiplying effect of leadership. You know, it's, it's part of what I spend a lot of my time thinking about and and for me, when I think about the multiplying effect, it reminds me of just how how could coaches not spend time developing leaders and really pouring into the leaders if they truly knew that when the leader improves, everybody wins. If they really knew that the multiplying effect from their time pouring into a player was fivefold, sevenfold, tenfold, you'd almost get to the point and say, instead of saying, I can't afford to spend time on that. You can't afford not to spend time on that if you truly recognize the multiplying effect. There was a study in Harvard Business Review. I want to share this with you, TJ. It's pretty interesting. It was an article that said, what's a boss worth? And they did these series of studies with bosses. And what they realized was that this is what they determined through the studies, that replacing a boss who scored in the bottom 10% of leadership, okay, and replacing that boss with an individual who placed in the top 10% of leadership had the same effect as adding an entire person to a 10-person staff. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. It's incredible. Right? So when you hear a, a study like that, that's a 10% growth to the entire team by developing one person. Mm. So in that regard... The multiplying effect, knowing if I pour into this person, everybody truly does win, right? We get so much better. As a coach, that may change the perspective on our leadership development and realizing, you know what? 
I, I can't afford not to do this. I can't afford not to paint this bigger picture and truly get these individuals to understand the potential of their impact and of their leadership. Yeah, you know, I've got some thoughts about that, but I got a, actually a question for you first. What gets in the way of that? What stops that from happening in in the in the leadership tree? What stops what from happening? The, the from, painting of a bigger picture, or of a more specifically. The, uh, the 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 development of one, like the yeah. pouring in, you know I, what I mean. I think I think it's a variety of things. One, I think it's the urgent need. Yeah, right. That's what like, I was th- thinking too. Yeah, it's yeah. the urgent need. Like, well, today I've got to focus on the most urgent need. Because we're such a we're, we're I, I, there's so many great things that technology and society is is got going on that are that are making us a better world. And but there's also things that might be taken away from it. And I think the the microwave society, right, right, versus the crock pot, you know, being able to put it in there, let it marinate, let it grow. I mean, you know, Sam loves using that one about the crock pot versus the microwave. And I think this is a great uh, place where that plays in here. You know, when you start thinking about. Uh, there's so we we need a solution now we need we need the answer now and so we're not thinking of in terms of the crockpot idea of growing leaders over time yeah you know it's unfortunate you know it, it reminds me of a quote i recently heard that says you know part of the reason this will answer your question part of the reason coaches won't do it is because uh developing leaders is like planting a tree where you'll never see the beauty or the shade yeah okay which it's so true Right there's a good chance it may not blossom, it may not grow to its maturity until after your program. So I spent all this time developing on developing something where I never got to see the beauty or the shade. So from that aspect, coaches have to, you know, from a leadership development one, they've got to be focused on the bigger picture themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big dynamic and interesting one. You can't paint bigger pictures. Unless your mindset's in a bigger yeah. picture perspective yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm going to challenge that for a second. I'm not saying that you believe that, right? But but the idea or the thought of it'll be after I'm gone. It'll be when I'm done, right? I, 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 think, that, I think it's inaccurate. I, I think that the best coaches and best teams I've ever been around – operate in this manner they 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 go ahead and they plant and they plant and they plant not knowing when it will um you know when it'll grow when it'll be blossom into whatever it is they need to be but it's it's a risk that i feel like a lot of coaches feel like they can't take because maybe they'll never see the reward of it but i feel the opposite of that it's a risk you can afford not to take you cannot afford not to grow these people because you're gonna you're gonna sell your team in your program short if you're not planting these seeds if you're not developing leaders in this way and it doesn't always come you know to 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 roost when we'd like i mean i think about that like over the coaching college players over the course of four years that um there are some freshmen that just frustrated the crap out of me but we kept watering kept pouring right and what if we would would have not done that right we would have never had that group of juniors right or that group of seniors and I think a lot of times that happens. I think a lot of times people just that we don't have time. And those people that were freshmen, they gave you those frustrations, give you the same frustrations as juniors. And so when you're building a program, you just you, you continue that cycle where you never poured into it because you didn't think it would matter in your time, never matter in your time, never matter in your time. And then at the end of the day, you actually never saw any of it. But I think if you want to build a great program. It's a non-negotiable almost. It reminds me of the business quote where it says, well, what if I, I, I invest in developing the, the individual and they leave? And then the person responds, well, what if you don't invest in the player and they stay? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? It. That's exactly it. It's, it's absolutely it. And, you know, I think one thing that I always hold on to, and I've said this on a recent PGC webinar, is that the corner's always near. Mm-hmm. It, and it feeds the optimism and helps encourage me to keep pouring into players, knowing that, like, you know what? Yes, it may happen. In, in a month from now, but like the corner's near. Like I always hold on to that hope that if I keep pouring in, that they're going to turn that proverbial corner sooner than later. But here's the deal, TJ, to your point. All right, let's say you pour into the player and and you don't see the shade and beauty, as we're using that illustration, uh, of that tree being planted until their senior year. So it went from freshman to senior year. And you're like, man, I spent all this time, right? Well, I promise you this. If, if they turn the corner their senior year with all your efforts and teaching that you've poured into them, you never would have saw any of it had you done nothing. Yeah. Okay. Cause we always will accelerate the development through our teaching. Yeah. You know, I love sharing the quote, you know, if your life's not about you, your legacy is going to live well beyond you. And I think that if, if, if you're looking at players in terms of, well, I don't know if they're gonna if it's gonna come to roost before I'm done. I don't know if it's gonna matter. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge coaches on that for a second. You know what kind of leader I think that is? A very selfish leader, because you're actually not leading to grow people. You're not leading to blossom people. You're leading so that it benefits you. And I question if that's leadership at all. That's a great point. It's a great challenge, and I think there could be some coaches that heard that and felt a little convicted. Right, and if that's the case, maybe that's what you needed to hear on this podcast. But I think as a as a goal of a coach, I believe we need to do a better job consistently painting bigger pictures, and it kind of piggybacks on casting bigger visions. But painting the bigger picture and realizing that a lot of our players, uh, especially if you're in the high school or youth space, um, but even in the college space, I'm sure TJ, our players just they haven't developed the mindset to truly understand and recognize all that they're doing and and the impact that comes from it, positive or negative sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So keep painting bigger pictures, coaches. Appreciate you listening. If you have any additional thoughts on this topic, we'd love to hear them. You can always tweet us at hardwood underscore hustle or go to the site hardwoodhustle.com. Send an email over to us. Listen, I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.